You've no doubt heard about the impact artificial intelligence is making on various industries, particularly the use of language software such as ChatGPT as students and teachers return to school this year. But many other industries are also grappling with how to use or integrate the technology. Leaders from some of Australia's top law firms have urged the industry to adapt to the opportunity and not shy away from a perceived threat. But what are the implications for an industry that often uses uh, concepts such as special privilege? And what are the legal realms lawyers are now dealing with as a result of this technology? Well, Lisa Fitzgerald is a partner at legal firm Lander and Rogers. Welcome to RN Drive, Lisa. I just want to start with your chief executive, uh, Genevieve Collins. She says technology like chat GPT is taking the industry forward and those that don't use it risk being left behind. How is the legal profession currently using artificial intelligence? Hi, Andy, and thanks for the question. Um, I think it's still fair to say that it's being used experimentally. Um, We're all very excited about the potential of this new technology and the sort of next iteration of Google search and Wikipedia. Um, but still, I think, you know, we're hastening slowly. We, we do need to make sure that any use um, is interrogated, that the data sources are, you know, um, have an integrity to them, have a veracity to them, which at the moment, um, taking chat GPT, which is one of the forms of artificial intelligence um, in this new language model mode, um, you know, its data is currently limited to 2021. And um, it's also, you know, limited in terms of the data on which uh, the AI, AI has been trained on. So there's a little bit of uh, a lack of transparency, I suppose, in terms of what data makes the cut for um, chat GPT. Those that I know who have spoken to have experimented with chat GPT from different industries always end up saying, look, it's a great first draft. You you know, you need to sort of uh, tickle the copy afterwards. Has that that experience of law firms and and has it sort of provided an accurate first draft, as they say? Um, Well, there's been quite a few studies done. In some cases, it can, you know, give you the right sort of leads, but in other cases, it gives you the completely wrong lead. (laughs) So it's not really there yet to rely on in any shape or form, but it's certainly for, you know, very limited queries or, you know, research tasks that don't really require um, up to the minute um, accuracy, you know, there's some utility there for sure. And the speed at which it, it sort of can generate that content is amazing. How much you want to actually rely on it, how much paying clients want to rely on it is another question. The other dimension to this conversation, certainly in your industry, is the sort of ethical issues when using this technology uh, in the legal practice, particularly because lawyers use special privilege. So, I mean, I hardly think entering in a client's particulars or allegations into a chat GPT would be adhering to special privilege, would it? Um, no, so there's a few um, qualities that we <laughs> we have as lawyers that, um, that artificial intelligence will never have, and that is that we have um, duties that we owe to the client, duties that we owe to the court. We have legal ethics that we're bound by as well. So whenever we're delivering legal advice, our clients you know, uh, entitled to the benefit of those protections. And another protection is, of course, what you've just mentioned, which is um, legal professional privilege, which gives, uh, you know, confidentiality to the advice that we give um, if it's given for the dominant purpose of 
uh, delivering legal advice or um, in anticipation of legal proceedings. And so that, you know, that's very powerful. That means that nobody can access that information. Quite often, not even is it disclosable within court proceedings to sort of um, reveal what your position has been on, on a particular issue. Uh, so there are a few things that, you know, the legal profession will still be able to, um, to give our, our clients and that, you know, AI, AI certainly cannot it's 12 past four. You're listening to RN Drive. Can the legal profession rely on AI technology like chat GPT? Lisa Fitzgerald, partner in law firm Landers, uh, Lander and Rogers is joining me to talk about this. I mean, I did see this tweet uh, recently where someone said, look, there's a window of opportunity for, let's say, less scrupulous law firms to use chat GPT and then charge 100x on the advice that it spits out. I mean, obviously, that would be largely unethical, I'm not suggesting that's going on at firms like yours. But it, it does demonstrate the opportunity that the legal firm is presented when it comes to an artificial intelligence. What are the other opportunities legal firms are looking at in terms of accessing uh, this kind of technology? Uh, well, Andy, just to take that first point, I think that it's really um, critical to, to note that any lawyer who conducts their research exclusively on ChatGPT uh, or who delivers that as advice to paying clients will certainly be in breach of, of their duty to the client and duty uh, their legal ethics as well. Um, but also I think professional indemnity insurance is not going to sort of come to your rescue in, in that instance either. So um, that's certainly something to be aware of in the context of the legal profession. In terms of the other benefits, I think uh, it is really transformative um, technology and that's what we're excited about is just the ability to, you know, in time use AI to help with our menial tasks. There's nothing worse and, and if you're giving a, a long piece of advice that relies on you know, case law citations, that's a very laborious task to, to do. And junior lawyers often get stuck with, with doing that task and checking the sources and, you know, clients don't really want to be paying for that. So um, there's huge potential provided the data sources are reliable and verifiable, um, then there's huge potential to really make, um, you know, huge efficiency gains using AI. So, so that's on the sort of firm side of things. When it comes to the court process, uh, God bless uh, various jurisdictions of Australian courts, they're not necessarily the most forward thinking when it comes to the adoption of AI. I mean, I can certainly uh, recall fairly recently still having to communicate with one court via fax. So my question <laughs> is, could this theoretically lead to legal processes being sped up in court? I think that there is, yeah, huge potential for that. Just, you know, completing court forms for filing, managing court lists, timetabling, various civil procedure rules, compliance, um, as I mentioned, completing footnoting and, and citations um, as well. There's, there are so many uh, ways in which that civil procedure or court process could be uh, improved to, you know, to improve access to justice ultimately. So absolutely, I think you're spot on. And um uh, but, you know, on the flip side, there's the developing of legal argument or opinion or advice that takes more than the sort of limited inputs that you can, um, you know, input into ChatGP at the moment. They require a lot more consideration of the facts. Um, it takes a bit of time to work out how to apply precedent to the fact, um, whether there might be sort of competing um, case law to, to apply. So that type of thing where it, you, it requires a lawyer to, to sort of back themselves in in you know their application of the law is what 
clients are probably going to be wanting. Certainly OpenAI doesn't want the responsibility of uh, the output of ChatGPT and disclaims it as much as possible in its <laughs> T's and Z's. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a fascinating space. And I think you're right, the core processes can be improved. I think this is a conversation happening in a lot of different industries at, at, at this very minute, because there's certainly some uh, positivity and there's some, uh, I suppose, efficiencies to be gained. But then we're opening up a whole raft of ethical and legal, even copyright issues, which will certainly end in a quagmire, uh, certainly in court uh, sooner or later. Uh, we're out of time. Lisa Fitzgerald is a partner at law firm Lander and Rogers. Good afternoon to you. Thank you. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.